that they may manifest in various organs and cells throughout our body. In our daily lives, we are not conscious of this stimulation because it is relatively weak and acts independently of our will. Nevertheless, it is possible to increase its intensity and feel its effects objectively. How? By performing the experiment offered at the end of this lesson on a regular basis. Apart from the stimulation that it produces on our vitality, Mars also exercises a special astrosophical influence. In effect, it acts upon a very important faculty, our willpower. Mm -hmm. By harmonizing ourselves with this planet regularly, it is possible to develop this faculty and to make it especially active in our existence, which is quite useful for completing our projects, whether these be on the material or the spiritual planes. Mm -hmm. Similarly, you would note that a number of persons who are said to be spontaneous, persevering, and active are under the influence of Mars on the astrological plane. What can be said for certain is that all harmonization <clears throat> with this heavenly body reinforces our willpower and increases our potential for courage. Mm -hmm. And it does. <clears throat> it does. To benefit as fully as possible, well, now this is the experiment. <clears throat> to benefit as fully as possible from the influence exercised by Mars on the various levels of our being and our willpower, we suggest that you perform the following experiment as regularly as possible. Preferably, this should be done on a Tuesday, the day when this influence is most powerful. First of all, sit in the position you normally use when meditating. Close your eyes and relax a few moments while taking deep neutral breaths. Intone the vowel sound OM while harmonizing with Mars. While doing so, you can visualize it as a planet. You may wish to look at the photograph at this time. Or you can visualize this astrological symbol as shown in the practical application of this monograph. When you feel yourself to be in harmony with Mars, stop intoning the vowel sound and concentrate on the idea of Mars radiating its influence upon you, uh -huh. thus contributing <coughs> to the development of your willpower. While maintaining this concentration, mm. um, visualize the word will with as much conviction as possible. After continuing for a few minutes with this visualization, so this is practicing your visualization and your willpower because this and all in one enables you to practice your willpower on the spiritual plane because your will to see the word will and to see Mars or Mars symbol is out of your own free will as well. So. All of that in one, yeah, you just practicing all of that and getting better at that all of that in one by doing stuff like this. So it's like a triple, quadruple uh, thing. So after mm. continuing for a few minutes with this visualization, you got to keep it. Center yourself. Let yourself drift into cosmic communion. Mm -hmm. Don't feel nothing. You, you don't hear nothing no, no, while maintaining a state of receptivity. So it's like you sleep, but you're but, but you, but you aware. You may end this experiment as soon as you feel the need to do so. If you practice this experiment with regularity, you will 
undoubtedly experience an increase of vitality and physical regeneration. You will also note a fortifying of your willpower and by extension a greater tendency to complete your endeavors. You would note the positive effects that can be brought about by this regular harmonization with Mark. With best wishes for peace profound. Okay. So. So, the sum you got a blank. Okay, cool. So the summary. I'm gonna read the summary, then I'm gonna let you take over. Okay. So we always gotta go through the summary. It's uh, it's my it's my will out of my own will to yes, um for more, you know what I'm saying to be more into it and so to increase my memory and concentration upon subject. So, um, and you know, to 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 to, to, to put, put, put it dear to my heart, closer to my heart. Gotcha. Morris is okay. No, I said that these are you no know, points. So this is basically stuff that I read, but like these are important points that should be remembered from what I just read. So yes, sir. So Morris is located approximately two hundred twenty-eight million million kilometers, or one hundred forty-one million miles from the sun. They treat it like fact. I don't see how they found that out. And it takes about 687 days to revolve around it. For some reason, they want me to remember this. Mm-hmm. Maybe they want me to remember this because one day when somebody says, oh, it's actually 220-some million, million miles. Okay. Instead of, instead of 141 million miles. I was like, well, where'd you get your information from? That is 200 something. Did y'all, is y'all changing it up now? So, you know, so keep that number in my head just in case somebody, because people are talking about Mars. I could be in a Mars community and then they, stuff like this, stuff mm-hmm. for, for science nerds with Mars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes a complete that. turn on its axis in about 24 and a half hours. Okay. It is a little more than half the diameter of Earth and has two satellites, Phobos and Deimos, D-I-M-O-S. That's what you could tell the nerds of the science community who practice planets and look at observed planets and study planets. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So you can come from their point of view, too, because you got to be universal. Mm-hmm. In order to grab all the audiences, audiences. That's true. So very true. Now this is also you can use this as uh, observations of this planet show that its soil contains a great deal of iron, iron, which provides its reddish color when seen from a great distance. So you know I could tell them that well. Studies show that it contains a great deal of iron. That's why it's red. Like if somebody was to ask me, why, 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 why is it red? I said, well, uh, I think that's it has something to do with a whole bunch of iron that it that the planet contains. True. Make it look like it's red from a distance. So you know that's what I would. Yeah. Furthermore, it is composed of two distinct zones: one mm-hmm. in the south that is covered with numerous craters, and one in the north that is formed mostly of plains. 
Hmm. So you can tell somebody that you, you, you I, I can make a motherfucker go get a telescope telling them shit like this. Oh. I said, how do you know it's a north and a south? You know that they're going to question? Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. oh, shit, it's a north and a south terrain. Excuse shit, me. the motherfucker made a north south there. Yeah. Say, Mars possesses, <coughs> oh, you can say this. Excuse Mars me. possesses a very thin atmosphere composed primarily of water vapor and carbon dioxide, part of which takes the form of a thin film of ice covering both poles. Hmm. You would make a motherfucker get a telescope telling shit like this. Yeah, you would. They interested in So those three was the scientific ones. Okay. This is the one for the um the uh Greek philosophers and mythology mythological uh myth mythologic methodology or some shit. I know what you mean. Um yeah. Yeah. For obvious reasons, mm-hmm. the symbolism of Mars is associated with the Roman deity, who corresponds to the ancient Greek deity called Ars. Mm-hmm. So Mars, Ars. Yes. A R E S. And, and uh, so in, in mythology, this deity was thought to be the most energetic of all. It was believed that Mars had a power over life and death and all beings. So. Another way to, to add that on to that uh, Aries. That's another form of uh, pronunciation of uh, R's. Okay. Aries. Well, it's just see the, the the how they spell Aries now is a they 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 add that I A R I E S, but I guess they pronounced it like that back in the day. Aries, yeah. Aries, mm-hmm. Aries. I think I'm just saying they. I think it was got some correlation. That's all. In ancient Greece. Ars or Aries was also the deity that was invoked whenever an oath was taken. So anybody know about oaths and stuff like that uh, and, and Greek studies and stuff like that? So I know a few. <laughs> he was thus considered to be the master of justice. Gotcha. It is interesting to note that in some images, Mars is shown as a clergy ruler seated on a throne in the center of a universe and holding a sword pointing toward Earth. Hmm. On the physical level, the influence of Mars, this is for the mystics, mm-hmm. is exerted primarily upon our vitality. To be more specific, this planet's movement and radiation stimulate the negative and positive polarities of the vital life force so that they manifest in various organs and cells throughout our body. Ah, something I've been reading about. Okay. Apart from the stimulation that it produces on our vitality, Mars also exercises special astrosophical influence. In effect, it acts upon a very important faculty, our willpower. Mm-hmm. Our harmonization with this heavenly body reinforces our willpower and increases our potential for courage. That was it. That was it. Oh, okay. Our harmonization, the, the, the very last one, though, our harmonization with this heavenly body reinforces our willpower and increases our potential for courage. Okay. I agree. So that was it with the okay. moral. You know, we got it. I go through them all every day because I'm starting to fill up the whole week now. Oh, yeah. All I need is Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And they they coming up. Mm-hmm. I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got four. There you go. 
I'm gonna get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I, I, oh, I'm, I'm here for I, the I'm ride. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it up. I'm here for I'm the ride. Up the week. I'm here. I'm here for the ride. That's for sure. I'm filling up the week, Jason. I'm here for the, I'm here for the ride, brother. Yeah, I'm filling up the week. And this is actually good for you know people that are into astrology and into their old zodiacs and and people that's into astrology. Period. That I, I believe this information is very insightful and helpful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like um. It was one guy, uh, I cannot remember his name. Uh, I ran across some of his information. He was, um, it's funny, I went back and looked it up. I never really, I never ever thought about this. But he said, uh, isn't it funny how certain artists uh, musically inclined, not just, you know, hip-hop, rap, I mean, just any artist that's putting out music, um, if they're, backed by a uh, label or let's say they even independent but they have a very big uh, independent label Uh, basically he went on to he broke it down in a whole different way I'm thinking I'm trying to I'm paraphrasing Um, basically he got to the conclusion of isn't it ironic that all of these people always put out an album on a Tuesday all the big time artists that people can go and look at, uh, big time meaning by a lot of sales, uh, people that are selling out arenas, selling out stadiums, selling selling out coliseums, or whatever you want to call it, their albums. And I went and go check it out. I tell people check it out. Not every album that comes out, but a lot of the big. Well, uh, with a lot of the albums they put a lot of money behind, they come out on Tuesday. According to what my brother just read, <clears throat> Morris is a fiery, reddish planet full of iron. Last time I checked, it's one of the main substances that people need here when people indulge in war. Hmm. So basically, these people, the elites, people that's like CEOs and these people that's in position of power that have the position like they can say, hey, I want this album put out on this day. Y'all could pick any day, a lot of these albums. Why y'all pick Tuesday of all days? It's because it's a competition and it's a war-like energy. It's like you're competing against someone, not physically, but your essence, your whatever you're doing, you're rapping or singing, or you, or you don't have any words and you doing some uh, uh, FK uh, French Kiwi Juice type stuff and you're just playing instruments. A lot of his albums uh, I went back and checked come out on Tuesday. Came What well, came out on like, Tuesday. Now, the dates? Oh, it's no it's it, I haven't ran across any correlation to okay, yeah, they always come out on a date. Now, 
I will say this. Um, he did go further to say, I uh, did some research on it myself, and it did it, 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 it check out. Uh, a lot of the biggest albums of the year are never put out in the beginning of the year. They either put out around spring, summer, or fall. Winter, usually don't have that many albums come out. Now, unless you got to be platinum selling whatever you're doing, and you might get an album put out on winter solar system, winter solar time. But for some reason, the correlation I'm getting to even more is these people know exactly what me and my brother is referring to and they use it every day against people that don't know and done it. They're not aware of what they're being used for. Yeah, they just pawns in the game. Chess players, they know what they're doing. They're not it's not no mistake. It's no no coincidence. These people are doing this intentionally. Because they're using the same energy that me and my brother are trying to refer to y'all that y'all can use. And these people are doing the same thing. Right in front of your face. Not behind your back. No, no conspiracy. No, 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 no. Right in front of your face. 2024. <laughs> I love the 24 because I always think of Kobe. And then if you add all the letters up, all the numbers up, it still go to eight. That's another Kobe number. Mama mentality, people. That's what this year is going to entail. If y'all don't know what mama mentality is, just go do some research on Kobe outside of just the court. And go go check out. The guy had an academy. He got academies. He made an academy based off of his mentality. And it's not a play on words, it's the truth. And it worked. And it's still thriving right now. Actually it got more and more, it got more members than ever. Because people want to learn what the mama mentality is. And the mama mentality is Mars mentality. <laughs> That's the mama mentality. And if you don't know what the mamba is, I'm talking, the mamba is a form of a snake. It's a, uh, it's in the snake realm. So for those that don't know what a mamba is, um, they don't deal with snakes or anything like that. So yeah, do some research on the mamba snake. And um, I've done some, so I will save y'all a little time. Uh, a mamba snake is a snake that only strikes when necessary. And they only, they... Uh, conserve their strikes. Very strategic about their strikes. One of the most, like, they say that the mumble snake can sneak up on you. In broad daylight, you never know he's there. He or she is there. And they are super duper focused. Once they put their mind to something, if they want to, like, they see prey and they're hungry and 
they put their mind to it, they'll wait for hours to make that move. If they have to, they'll be they'll have that much discipline that they will sit there, coiled up, waiting for the right moment, no matter how long it takes. But trust and believe, once they mark they pray, or they basically they see what they want, they will get it. <laughs> they normally about eight times out of ten they get it. So for those people that want to take this in a correlation of looking at it from a metaphysical point of view, mama mentality is nothing more than discipline. Mm -hmm. Know when to strike. Know when to make a move. Know when not. No, know when not to make a move. And you know. Just know that, you know, it's, 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 um, even from a, another metaphysical point, snakes are very symbolically, uh, correlated to the energy that runs up and down our spine because they say that that energy that runs up and down our spine resembles a snake. Hmm. <laughs> Let my brother finish if you have any more to say. I'm counting down these two minutes because my dad's hand is ten. I started at six. Okay. Six, seven, I want to say this shit gonna work, but they just introduced me to this shit today. They say congratulations, you can start getting paid in an hour now. I said okay. Well, it didn't take long for the school to be dragged into some more concerning controversy. One of the school matrons was arrested on essay charges for being inappropriate with the female students, which is absolutely sad. Singer Seal also hinted that Ober was lying Open up about not knowing schools. of Harvey Weinstein's crimes. He made a wow. post on Instagram saying, oh, I forgot, that's right. You'd heard rumors, but you had no idea he was actually seriously a young starry-eyed actresses who in turn had no idea what they were getting into. My bad, sanctimonious Hollywood. But the interesting thing about this is that suddenly still faced battery charges only five days after calling Oprah out. The charges, of course, were dropped after a few days, but the interesting thing here is that an inside source revealed that Seal's accuser reported the singer to police in Los Angeles after she noticed that he had accused Oprah Winfrey of knowing about Harvey Weinstein's offenses in a damning Instagram post. Well, according to Kat, this was not a simple coincidence because Oprah attempted to take Seal out, land him in jail, even though he was innocent of all the allegations that she brought against him. But that didn't matter to Oprah. She just wanted her leg bag at all costs, even if it meant getting an innocent black man in trouble. Now, all this happened a while ago, and the rumors of Oprah being a handler just kind of died down after that, until Taraji's revelations a few weeks ago. Taraji she went full on truth bomb and then she was
was sick and tired of being shortchanged, getting anything but what she rightfully deserved. Right. She wasn't just talking, she was ready to walk it. Ready to walk it like she tuck it, walk it, walk it like she tuck it. In fact, she dropped the bomb when she almost walked away from the Oprah movie Color Purple because the offer that Oprah made was just too low and frankly insulting. <laughs> I haven't seen a raise in my income since Proud Mary. Almost had to walk away from color purple. Yes, ma'am. Who said what? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because you know what? If I don't take a stand, how am I making it easy for Fantasia and Danielle and Hallie and, and, and Felicia? Oprah is a groomer and a handler. Look 
and get their safe sex with sexual assault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I say this, um, I understand where she coming from, and it's just that from the outside looking in, I'm at a, I'm like looking at it as, even though you're not getting what you think you, you that you deserve, but you're getting something, you know what I'm saying, that most people will never see in a lifetime. That's the flip side of looking at that situation. Because I understand what she's saying. Like, other people get paid more. I mean, but <clears throat> here's the deal. You got to know who are you at and who you playing with. You already know how these people are. Your bosses, people that, you know, do the hiring, you know, do the casting and all of that for movies. You know how that structure goes before you even get into that. You can't just think of all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, I, I'm on a higher level than these people, so I should get paid more. They don't care. They really don't care. All they care about is how much they gross. That's why some people don't ever pay attention to this. Actors and actresses and people that act in the movie, they don't make near as much as people that's behind the camera. People that's behind the cameras that you don't see. Now, the people that wrote the script, <laughs> the photographers, the, you know, the people that's, you know, holding the cameras, the people that's doing the, the, the lights, the stunts, and making sure that the, the place is right and all. Those people make the most money. They make more than actresses, actresses and actors. Nobody ever says anything about them. Because you can't see them. You don't know how, most people don't know how they look. Hmm. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, I ain't saying just be grateful for what you get, but just know that you're in a good position. You're acting. All you're doing is pretending to be somebody else. While somebody film you, do you know, it. You know what, That's it. You know what it's God, that simple. You know what God is? the little man of all this is technology. Oh, Okay. Yeah. If you got the best stuff, if you got the best special effects, mm -hmm. your movie gonna be better no, than well, everybody no, else no, down well, there. Well, no, no, That's how I, they got it. Well, Keep I, in mind. Well, but what I meant was, okay, worldwide well can be controlled. That means mm -hmm. it can the algorithm can be controlled. Certain people can push certain things for somebody. Uh, through their power of manipulating the algorithms of the web, and uh, you could actually pay to pay these people. If you're not one of these people, you could pay these people. You know, what I'm saying about five hundred thousand dollars, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, whatever, and they can change your life. 
as far as getting exposure. Yeah. So you have a control as technology. You have a control. Okay, now I'm gonna read about some what they call the destructive ills of technology. Okay. Ills, like illness. Okay. The destructive ills of technology. It's a segue. So today. Humanity on a global scale is, is experiencing a wake-up call about the destructive ills of technology upon it. So what went, so what went wrong? Uh, Technoethicists point out that information technology is producing a shadowy, data-trawling, and fake-mongering landscape of illusions with the capability to hack a person's mind. The algorithms, like I just said, used in information technology can predict what you will do, how you feel, and how you will act. Supercomputers behind the mega data of IT information technology, particularly social media and apps are like an all-seeing eye. Information technology even knows you better than you know yourself. Technology's ability to keep a person's thoughts distracted and scattered has opened up a a Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. It erodes the ability to focus with the consequent loss of many faculties such as memory and creativity and can cause mental health issues. By looking into your eyes or predicting your next click, screen technology can know your heart rate and stress levels and whether you are likely to make an impulsive purchase. (laughs) Our phones routinely collect our voice data, Mm. store it in a distant server, and use it for marketing purposes. Mm. This fact was kept quiet quiet for some time, but it is becoming common knowledge. Yes. Whatever we say is being stored and analyzed, and it reappears as an advertisement on another device linked to your identity. Mm-hmm. Moral, M-O-R-A-L, like morals, mm-hmm. moral technologists also assert that those wishing to profiteer from hacking the thoughts, words, and acts of a person can do so easily like a magic trick. Mm-hmm. If the moral aspect of technology is to be questioned by the individual, it must also be questioned in relation to the future evolution of humanity and the earth. Social scientist and philosopher of technology Roshi Lupacini writing about the ethics of, te- of technology states that technological consciousness has become a part of humanity's evolution of consciousness. Lupacini describes the integrative characteristics of technological consciousness as being assimilation, substitution, and conversation. Assimilation allows unfamiliar experiences to be integrated with familiar ones while substitution allows complex experiences to be structured and shared with others. And conversation places an observer within an individual's consciousness. 
and all, this provides an illusion of a shared time and space, a kind of illusion of unity. From the perspective of thousands of years in the making, it is easy to feel that technology has completely lost its innocence. Mm-hmm. Innocence. Imagine then the huntingly beautiful sound of an exquisitely crafted ancient horn at your end. Mm-hmm. This technology had a reason for existing and a value that was much more than a functional purpose. It was crafted with the mental pictures to touch deeply into the beauty of life, to exemplify the importance of traditional wisdom, and to make both the horn blower and the listener receptive to the inner stirrings of their soul. It is inconceivable that anything fashioned in the ancient world was made without a relationship to some aspect of the divine world or without a tradition that guided its ethical value in society. The riddle of technology's innocence being lost reflects a more profound challenge ahead, namely that of restoring reverence in any mental creation process, any mental creation process the process that takes ideas to form moving moving from visualization to manifestation mm-hmm. is one which according to greater or lesser degrees of skill can draw upon the essence of a divine creative force of life Technology's ancient innocence was nurtured in a world of simple awe for all creation and naturally tapped into that. Mm -hmm. Imagination, inspiration, and intuition were refined senses that people in the ancient world likely drew upon when creating anything. The practical and mechanical aspects were united with the imaginative and artistic very far from economic issues, economic issues. So, back then it wasn't that much economic issue. I mean, the government was very, very different. It wasn't like this right now. Mm. So, they drew upon different senses as humans. See, now we have so much things disposed upon us it keeps us, they want to keep us in our five senses that, that we know, mm. like our five physical senses. That uh, imagination and stuff like that, 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 those are the other senses. Those are the psychic senses. Yeah. They want to eliminate that by creating everything and making lives easier for people like this phone, like say technology. I would just say, simply put, in my way of saying it, and I agree with what you're saying uh, before I say this. Uh, basically, they're just trying to take away your senses. They're trying to take away everyone's senses. That's why they're, they're trying to use exactly what you just read about technology in replace of your senses. Yeah, uh, and, so and, and, and I'm gonna read you're gonna more become about that. numb, like numb. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get to a point where it can be five or six people just sitting, just standing in, the, just talking amongst each other on the street. Somebody walking by, 
and then somebody just drive by and shoot them. Those six or seven people that just standing there talking amongst each other probably won't even flinch. It's going to get to that point. They ain't going to even flinch. They're going to be like, damn. All right, man, what you saying? And go right back to talk like ain't nothing happened. Well, if they say home, it's going to. Well, if they say home, you know, home, now if they didn't, shoot. if they knew the person, of course. But I'm just saying, like, if it was just a random person, and but it, but I'm just saying, like, the fact that, that it that happened now, right there in front of them, they don't know. and yeah. they'll go right back to. So it's like so that happens now. That's what technology has done. Technology separates you from your senses. That's that, but that's technology can be used in a good way. So it's not all bad, but ones that's in charge of the technology that we use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now, now, I'm going to get on the super surveillance monster. Because, yeah, I mean, so. we, we, we got to we got to dig deeper into that now. Because, say, the alarm raised about this super surveillance, super surveillance monster, IT has an irony for mystics. If supercomputers know more about us than we know about ourselves, then surely the real issue is about the individual not knowing themselves very well. If people could know themselves better, they would more often use their inner senses, like we said, their inner senses, such as intuition, and observe the tricks of tricks that supercomputer is playing on them, including whether someone is fake or not, something is fake or not. Another irony is that of uh, people's inner skills of observation were given a challenge in this game. Perhaps that might lead to developing more finely tuned psychic senses and becoming more mentally resilient. Social media algorithms and communication apps might be clever, but they are but 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 are they ever going to be clever enough to enter our soul life and penetrate the psychic senses? Mm-mm. Or be able to influence the eternal dimensions of our divine nature? Mm. This question is similar to the question of whether technology will ever be able to create the spark of life. Nope. That's what they want. But that it never happens. No. That's like trying to recreate the great mother. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Not in no lab. The online technologies that steal a person's attention do so by drawing, drawing on their outer objective senses. Yes, like I say, the objective senses bound into space and time. See, here's smell, touch, and shit like that. They manipulate how space and time is perceived. A person whose emotional energy is fed as if Though an umbilical cord to a phone as they wait for social media likes is purposely being made to wait by algorithms whilst their thoughts are purposefully scattered across various leads in order to direct them to desired points rather than those places they would otherwise choose to go. Directing them to like playing a card like like My insurance leads, man, I, I gotta, I, I forgot to tell you. Damn, I forgot to tell you. 
I got a damn good because I met the agency I'm with. I don't know why I ain't been using this yet, but it's a lead system called Razor 